Hey, what up? It's Chris Schnabel. Thank you for coming back for another episode of the Offstage Podcast, and that's going to start right now. Hello again. Welcome back. I am Chris Schnabel. This is the Offstage Podcast, a monthly podcast about filmmaking, independent filmmaking. Um, it is named after my independent film series that I've done over the last about 10 years. So it's going to have a lot of insight on that type of stuff. Um, before we get started, I want to just say, if you're not following Schnabel Studios, make sure you're following Schnabel Studios everywhere you get your podcasts um, and everywhere you get your social media. You can find us on both both items. Um. Make sure you check out the newest episode of Sketching Up. It'll be coming out this Monday. Last week, or well, this week, we didn't have uh, much to do um, because we were very busy. There was no episode. It was a very short six-minute recap of why we didn't have an episode. But there will be an episode this Monday, 100% chance. So definitely check that out if you uh, would like. And... Yeah, thank you for coming back. If you missed the first episode, you can go listen to it now. Again, search Schnabel Studios or Offstage Podcast and you'll find it. Um, The first episode kind of talked about my background with the show, the starting of the show, uh, my goal with the show, um, some some mistakes or things we ran into, problems we ran into, um, and... The, some good things that came out of it as well. Now, this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Again, it's been a very busy week for me. It's going to continue to be very busy for a little bit. So um, this one will be probably a little shorter than the last one. It might be a shorter episode overall, but we're just going to keep going and try our best. You know, we're going to just try to keep keep doing it anyway. Um, but this one, I'll go over a couple things, um, a little more in depth on the show, and really more in depth on my filmmaking and um, things of that nature. Um, but let's just get started. Let's get right into it and let's go into the offstage podcast. So um, the first thing I have here to talk about was the process of setting up a show. So this will be more centric on if you are someone that's an independent filmmaker that is trying to connect with people. Um, this will be kind of be about that let me let me look at my notes here really quick um i i was thinking about doing this but i think i'm actually going to take a left turn here and and talk more about my um we'll go over contacting but we'll talk a little more about not really as much off stage um we'll get back to the off stage part of it but let's just talk about contacting people and things of that nature. So I have hosted many shows in my life, including this one, including Mad Props and Sketching Up. Um, In college, I did this one called Wednesday Night BS. It was also called CNN at one point. Um, I hosted a morning um, um, sports show there, and I hosted the afternoon drive show for a little bit Um, on that radio station. I hosted a podcast on a sports site as well. Uh, I don't remember what the name of it was the 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 podcast website uh, the podcast itself. I don't remember what the name of it was. I've had many iterations of this podcast, um, so I've hosted a lot of things and I've had a lot of guests. Um, if you search Schnabel Studios, you will actually find my interviews um, tab, and it's all the different interviews I've done in my career. It might not be fully updated right now. I think it is, but I'd have to look. But I've gotten a good amount under my belt, and some of them are bigger than others. Um, 
but I'll go over how, my process of how I get these people. I mean, it's a uh, fairly simple. It's not going to take much explanation, but it's it's something that anyone can do um, if they're looking to to build their own podcast or build their own uh, interview process. So. When I'm looking for someone, first of all, this this is for Mad Props right now. This is why there hasn't been a new episode of Mad Props in a while. Um, the first thing I do is I reach out to um, like 50 to 100 people at once. And this can be from the biggest names you'll see to just people that you don't um, even know who they are. And just try to cast a net to see who can come in. Now, recently, nobody has come in. I, I have not been able to get anybody with the holidays. And and it's, winter is a very slow time for most people that are, that are um, actors or musicians and stuff like that. Because there's just not as much coming out at that point. But I will do my research. So, let's just say... Um, when I had Waka Flocka on. I had Waka Flocka on an episode in 2015. Um, it was actually, I was supposed to have him on for my show, the Wednesday Night BS show, but he couldn't do it, so I actually recorded it and sent it to the Afternoon Drive show. So when I had Waka Flocka, I saw he was coming to town, and I was like, oh, this would be an awesome opportunity. So I uh, looked for his contact. Now, some contacts are easier to find than others. Some Sometimes they'll just have it in their bio on Twitter. Other ones, you have to do a little digging. Um, his, I believe, was in the bio, but I've had some before where you just find out, all right, so who represents them? Oh, so this person, rep this, this company represents them. Well, go into the company's website, see what the company, you know, see what the agent that actually represents them is. And then from there, it's kind of easy to figure out what the email is. Whatever website you're on, so let's just say CAA. I know this kind of this is very long-winded, but we'll we'll stop in a second. So say it's CAA, and you're on CAA.com. That's the Creative Arts Agency. Um, I believe that's what it is. You're on CAA.com, and let's say you find someone named um, Jonathan Martin just made up that name that is not a real person or it's not a real person at CAA or if it is that'd be crazy um so you go to CAA.com and you see that well Jonathan Martin will have probably one of two email three emails it'll be Jonathan Martin at CAA.com it'll be J Martin at CAA.com or it'll be Martin J at CAA.com and you just have to take the right guess um this this Tactic works way more than you would think. Um, I've gotten the president of NASCAR on to come in and talk to students when I was at Gonzaga using this um, method. This doesn't mean you should just go out and try to contact everyone in the world. But if you're if if you do it right and you're very specific in what you're looking for, you could do things like that. So that's kind of a long winded way to to go over what I had written down in my notes here. Um, and actually, it's funny because this is the offstage podcast. That is not how I did it on offstage. I, I did it a completely different way on offstage. I actually um, can contact people directly just using social media because most of the artists were not, you know, they were not brand names, we'll call them. They were up and coming. Everyone on there was up and coming, I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe not Mike Kaplan. Mike Kaplan was already pretty 
pretty successful. Everyone else was pretty up and coming though. So I was just able to like reach out on Facebook or reach out on, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's how we found most of the people on, on the offstage podcast. So I, I don't know where I was really going with this when I wrote these notes. Um, how to contact. I mean, I just told you how to contact people on a podcast and the people that I contacted. I mean, the biggest story we've ever had um, for contacting would be Casey Grennan's. So we did Damon, we did offstage Damon St. Cloud to, to moderate success. It got into some festivals. Um, there probably could have been more to it. There's a whole story on how there could have been more to it. Um, but we'll save that for a different date. So, um, we, 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 uh, we decided we being Brandon Gill and I decided we want to make a second one. Let's make this episodic. This would be cool to do, do a couple more. And I was like, how are we going to find an expand? And we decided to do a, um, just on, we threw it on Facebook. It was a form to fill out. And in the form, you, you know, submitted your name, your band's name, why we would do it and stuff like that. We thought maybe we'd get a couple of responses, you know, like maybe five, ten responses, and then we could pick from there. We got hundreds, if not, it might have been thousands of responses of people that wanted to be a part of Offstage. And it wasn't even because they knew what Offstage was. No one did, you know. But they knew it was something that could help them promote their their sound. And um, so I, I sat there and I sent some to be Gill. We sat there and went through every single person. Um, eventually landing on Casey Grennan. She, hers just stood out. She, she has an amazing voice. Still has an amazing voice. But she had an amazing voice. Um, and... It was like, you know, 14-year-old singer opened for, I don't remember who it was, maybe Shawn Mendes and, you know, was on this TV show and, and, and is doing this and doing that. And it was just too good to pass up. We're like, this is such a good story. And it really ended up being one of the better ones. It was the most successful one, um, easily the most successful one festival-wise. But, like, it just was too too good to pass up and so she basically won the contest of of being a part of offstage so that was the coolest one we had after after hers i don't think there's another one like that i mean uh i reached out i guess we'll just we could just go through and 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 talk about each one. I, I guess I should start with Damon St. Cloud. I don't remember if I did that on the last episode. I found Damon St. Cloud because one day I was at my house. This is, I was 20 or 21 years old. And I decided, I had been 21. I just graduated college. So I was like, I want to, I, I, I want to try to keep my skills sharp. And I want to do some kind of documentary, uh, music documentary. I, I love music. It'd be something I can do. So I was like, I, I told the story of who it was supposed to be, so I'm not going to go over that again. If you want to hear the story of what it was originally supposed to be, go listen to episode one. Um, but, and, and you know, I, I'll even, I'll even um, put it a marker here so you could see episode one um, at the top there. So I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So I um, was cleaning um, the one of the one of the living rooms. 
and I had the with Time Warner, like my music choice or music choice or something like that. I don't even know if it's Time Warner specific, but I know Time Warner had it. It was like Channel 1000 on, and I was listening to like new hip hop and Damon St. Cloud's Charlie Bartlett came on. And I was like, oh, this song is like dope. Like really dope. I was like, who is this guy? Damon St. Cloud. And I looked him up and he didn't have a huge following yet. And he's from New Jersey. And that song was just recently featured on Shade 45's Hot or Not, which is like, at the time, I don't even know if Hot or Not is still big. I know they still do it, but I don't know if it's still big. At the time, it was very big. You're talking almost 10 years ago now. So I looked him up and I reached out and I told him, hey, I have this documentary idea. Um, it's funny because, I mean, at the time, they probably were like, oh, this must be a really experienced <laughs> filmmaker coming out. And I had no experience other than school. You know, I didn't, I never made a documentary. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but, and, and this will be saved for later. It could have come out better than it was. So that's how we found Damon St. Cloud, though. He's on my music choice. And uh, I ended up reaching out for that. And then we already said Casey Grennan. Um, this is going to be off the top of my head, so it might take me a minute to think of everybody. I, I believe Mike Kaplan is next. Mike Kaplan was coming to a, um, Mike Kaplan was coming to a bar slash restaurant near me to do a stand-up show called City Side Bar in, um, in Boston, Massachusetts. And when I saw him coming, I was like, oh, this would be cool, like, to get a couple comedians. I actually have – we'll, we'll get to it, but this isn't the first time that happened. So Mike Kaplan was – coming he said yes i actually reached out to his agent he said don't even we don't have to go through my agent let's just do this um and we followed him around with cameras this was me and manny we followed them around with cameras uh manny was also part of the show i guess i should explain the, the characters here manny was one of the people that helped me a lot with manny skyers helped me a lot with uh filming and stuff like that we also lived together for a little bit so he came out and uh, we recorded him all day. He he had um, l brunch or lunch with Gary Goldman, Gary Coleman, Gary Goldman. I think it's Gary Goldman, who ended up actually being in uh, the Joker movie. He was he's the comedian that the Joker's sitting in on the Joaquin Phoenix Joker sitting in on. That comedian is in Offstage Mike Kaplan. Um, it's funny if you go to his IMDb, you see like the Joker, <laughs> like two down is off stage, Mike Kaplan, maybe not anymore, but it was just funny to see that. Um, but then he like did a couple stand up sets and we got those on camera and, uh, we just followed him throughout the day. He got lunch with another person or dinner or something like that. And you just hear the conversations. It's just taking him through a day in the life. And, uh, that's how we found Mike Kaplan. We just, I just saw he was coming into town. I reached out. Uh, the next one, it, it's the same exact thing, so I'm not going to go through the whole story. But Alex Grubard, who does Weeding Out the Stone, which was episode four, um, we got him same way. He was coming to City Side, and then when I reached out to him, he said, like, that's cool and all, but we should do – I'm doing this show, this Weeding Out the Stone show 
like two days before in Cambridge by Har- by Harvard. So that's what we actually record that day instead of the one where he comes to Cityside. And then we went out to see him at Cityside the next day or two days later or whatever. He did just a stand-up set, and he was pretty good stand-up as well. So that's how we got him. Uh, we're not going to go – Bravo is really good friends with Kyle Scott. If you listen to anything Schnabel Studios, you know who Kyle Scott is, a really good friend of mine co-host is sketching up um they're really good friends he was his, he's actually his producer he was his producer i don't know if the, i don't know what the status is there but they they he was the producer there and um he uh he knew him and that's how he got bravo who was one of the better episodes i believe so the next time we actually used the same thing as Casey Grennan's um, was Nashville, which I believe comes next. I believe Nashville and then Atlanta. So Nashville comes next. We got Shane Cook and we got Katie Burke. So we didn't get the same type of response for uh, Nashville. We did the same thing. We, we put it in Nashville group that we're coming down. We're trying to film these things. And we got a good amount of responses, but not like when we did Casey Grennan's. So we got Shane Cook, who who gave us like this whole rundown of why they were so good for um, this, and and they were doing the name change. So they were when we when we were going down to record them, the the group's name was Country Band, and the reason they did that is they called themselves Country Band in Nashville. So when people look up country bands playing in Nashville, they would come up which is a very smart move i believe and um they they knew that they'd be changing the name um so they decided to to tell us like hey there's gonna be big things going we're gonna do a photo shoot there's some big news we can announce blah 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 so that one that was the first one we found through the the thing and then katie burke we also same way we reached out and she filled it out and she just has an incredible story um I think we could have captured her story even a little bit better. Um, but hers, that that's how we got that one. Excuse me. That's how we got that with those two. We're just forms. You filled out forms and, and uh, sent them in, and that's how we found that. The next one was T-Rex the Tyrant in Athens, Georgia. Uh, T-Rex the Tyrant, I, I guess we won't talk about what could have been in that one. We'll save that for an episode about T-Rex the Tyrant. But um, we got him because, again, he Kyle produce, produced his beats. So the whole thing is actually shot in Kyle's apartment. So if you uh, wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to check out Kyle's apartment, that's where we shot the whole thing. And he, that was a cool one. I mean, he records an entire song in his, uh, in that closet there. Um, and like, it, that's the actual song. Like, there was no other producing outside of that. That song was recorded and produced in that closet during that episode, which is just really cool. Um, so that's T-Rex the Tyrant. He was friends with, with Kyle. Um, boy, now I got to think. Who was number eight? Who was number eight? Who am I forgetting? I know there's ticker tape. There is um, There's ticker tape. There's the ultra. And who's the one in between that? Because this should be six, seven, and Wait, was it six, seven, and eight? Five? Yeah, six, seven, and eight. So nine would be the ultra. Um, the ultra... How did I find the ultra? I actually don't remember how I found the ultra. I feel like I found them through somebody. I actually think Casey... 
Grennan's group, Kim Grennan, Casey's mom, and was her manager at the time, told me about the Ultra. And then I looked into them, and I was like, oh, these guys are really good. And um, it just happened to be when I reached out, if they wanted to do it, they were playing at Gillette Stadium, which was so cool. We played, They played for Sunday Night Football. They opened up for low cash. Um, so I believe that's how I found them. And they were just looking for people to record them and, and stuff like that. So that's how we found them. And then the last one is Ticker Tape, and Andrew Cunningham is uh, the lead singer. And I know him from college. So it's simple as that. It really No, I didn't know him from college. Someone, he went to the same college as me, but I actually don't think I knew him in college. And someone told me about him and how he'd be interested in it. And that's how it got connected. So I wish I could shout out who told me that, but I don't honestly remember who told me that. So like, sorry, person that told me about ticker tape. I honestly don't remember who, who told me that I should reach out to them, but that's each one. I didn't think I'd be doing that. That may have been very boring to listen to. Um, I apologize if it was, but that's how every single person in offstage was found. Um, I don't want to leave it at that. I would like to like, I would like to, let's do one more thing here. Um, I don't want to talk about any episodes yet. I don't want to talk about any episodes yet. But we can briefly go over a little bit about um, the uh, strained 11th episode of Offstage. Because I, I, I want to do a full episode on that. Um, but we could talk about how, how – I, I could go over how we found these guys. And then uh, talk about – I'll talk a little bit about the episode itself. And then maybe we'll just do a full episode on it. I'm thinking about 20 minutes in. Uh, like I said, it's not going to be a long episode today because I, I just have stuff to do. Sorry, I keep itching my nose. It looks like I'm picking my nose. Uh, for people watching, that is. For people listening, if I didn't say anything, wouldn't make a difference. So, um, <laughs> so the, the estranged 11th episode is actually, I think, supposed to be episode 10. Or, yeah, 10. It's supposed to be the one after the Ultra. It was Sons Lunaris. Sons Lunaris, was a, it's a very good band. It's very, like, uh, mellow old uh, uh vibe band a vibe band that's what it is it's like very like 70s 60s vibing like um very cool uh we we were supposed to re we actually recorded the whole thing we recorded the whole episode so what happened was we i found them god i don't see this is the thing this it didn't happen and there's not much to say about it so i don't fully remember how this started i believe we found them because they were um they either submitted to us or we found them through like the boston best of boston stuff because they're a boston band and they've won a ton of awards through like the boston music awards and stuff like that um to put it in perspective like at the time best artist was joint um Joiner Lucas, Lucas Joiner. Oh my God, I am confusing them right now. You could tell my brain is mush. One's the cornerback and one's the rapper. The one that's the rapper. Um. Anyway, 
Uh, we found them through either that or they contacted us. I honestly couldn't remember. So I'll talk more, but I'll just give a brief synopsis of what the episode was. We actually stayed up for 20. So there, this, this was the coolest concept of an uh, episode, but it kind of fell apart. So they rented out for 24 hours a recording studio for 24 straight hours. And they were to record their entire album in that 24-hour span. Unbelievably cool concept. Literally unbelievably cool concept. I was like, yep, we'll jump on board. So it was myself, Brandon Gill, and uh, Manny came out, and we were there for the recording. We were there for all, almost all 20. I think we left two hours early because they were just doing, like, purifying the sound and stuff. They weren't recording and recording anymore, and we just didn't need any more B-roll of that. So we were left. So we were there for about 22 hours with them in that studio. Like some, we would have people, I, ne- I don't think I went to sleep at all, but we'd have people take shifts. Like B Gill would sleep on the couch. We would record Then Manny would sleep and me and B Gill would record. And we, we were filmed the whole thing. And we also filmed two other things. We, they went back to the studio to, to re up the vocals. So we recorded that. And then they went to, um, they played a show and we went to that and recorded that as well. So like, we like recorded a lot for this episode and what happened was we needed the mixing no sounds and they just wouldn't they it's not that they wouldn't send them over it took too long for them to finally send them over it like took what a couple of years i think for them to finally send like the not not the just the individual sounds like we got the individual sounds like if you go on you can actually you could see some clips from Sims Lunaris. They're out there. They're on the Schnabel Studio site. Like, there's one of a studio session. There's one that's kind of mixed raw. There's one of just the, just the singing. Like, there's different cl- – and there's – I believe there might be an ad. There might even be a preview for Sims Lunaris, and then it just never came out. Um, but they never sent the masters. And we needed the masters because, like, we didn't want to send a raw – um, recording that's not mastered. It just wouldn't sound good. And it wouldn't be the sound they want to produce. So we did not, I mean, they, they took us, um, took, took them a very long time to get the masters. And at that point it was just too late. It was like, this is just, it's not relevant anymore. We're not, we haven't done it off stage in forever. And it's just not, not it anymore. So that's what happened with that episode. We can go, I'll go really in depth on that episode on a different one. Um, but that's that's what happened with that episode. So, I think I'm gonna start to wrap it up now. It's been it's only been about like probably 20, 20 to thirty minutes. But I told you it's gonna be a shorter episode. I keep yawning during the episode. It's just been a very busy week. Um, if you haven't, I so I work for Hartford Athletic, HFD Athletic on uh, social media. If you go on there, you can see we have a schedule release video. Um, you may have already seen it, especially if you follow me in different industries. Um, it was a video game themed one. I created it myself. I created it completely from scratch using Photoshop and Premiere. Um, I, <laughs> I created it in three days and, um, it just was, it was very tough. It's very, very tough. And, uh, I did not have time to do a lot of things. So like I'm recording this, even though I have things I have to go do, I'm recording this right now because I, I want to, I want this to come out when it has to come out. So this was not the longest episode, but it, it was a good one. Um, 
So that's going to be January's episode. Uh, thank you for if you're listening. Thank you for joining again. Um, I still plan on keeping this monthly. I think monthly is very good for this. I actually have, <laughs> I have times where I'm like, man, I should just go on and record. I should just go on and record. Um, but I haven't yet. Um, so it'll stay, it'll stay monthly. I think that's good for this episode. Sketching up is weekly. So if you really need to hear my voice every week, go listen to sketching up. It literally comes out every week. Um, except for last week. And even though it didn't come out last week, I came on mic and did six minutes for you guys. All right. We didn't have a full stand up show, but I did a six minute opener for you guys. Um, and there'll be one this Monday that you can listen to as well. And soon enough, you'll be able to listen to Mad Props. I keep, I keep pushing Mad Props. I keep saying it's coming back. I am talking to people. Like I said, it's very tough. I, I, Mad Props is tough because there has to be a guest. And it's just been very tough to get a guest. So once I get that first guest locked down, we're going to go. Um, I will also give a fair warning. The next episode of this will come out, but it will be very pre-recorded. So... Um, you might not know that if you listen to if you don't listen to this, but it's going to be pre-recorded because I will be away for basically all of February. But I do want an episode to come out. Um, I I I want to make it an episode-centric one. Uh, I don't know what episode yet though. So I was thinking of starting from one, but I'm not going to do that. So thank you again for listening to Offstage Podcast. Make sure you follow Schnabel Studios everywhere you get your podcasts and everywhere you get your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We do TikToks. Not that often, but we do them to promote. Um, <laughs> follow us wherever you get that, though. Make sure you follow Schnabel Studios uh, uh, productions like Sketching Up, Mad Props, this Offstage Podcast. Um, there's two more in the works. Uh, Southern hospitality is still in the works. Hopefully we'll get that out there. We have a, one more that is possibly coming. So get ready for that as well and keep following the offstage, man. If you haven't seen offstage, go watch it. It's out there. You can go watch it. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a thing. So you can go see it if you want. Or if you don't want to, that's fine too. Thank you guys for joining. I've been Chris Schnabel. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Offstage Podcast.